1: Elba! Elba will score! Elba
0: will score! Newcastle have won.
1: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The ROPA announced their dream team yesterday and I've done my very best to avoid it up until this point. We're going to do our live reaction to the ROPA dream team for season 2022. We're also going to have a quick look back at the team from 2021 in two installments today. The first one here, we're going to go through the backs. We're going to talk about who won it in 2021, whether we think they can go back to back or which direction it will go. We'll go through the nominations and then we will reveal our live reaction to the winner, and we will see how we go. We will do the forward pack a little bit later today, so stay tuned for that on the Rugby League Guru Podcast, but let's get stuck into the outside backs. Now, actually, before we do that, I just want to read you quickly what the RLPA's dream team is. Uh, So how the players' dream team voting works. Players are eligible for selection in a position they primarily played for for that relevant season. This means a player cannot be eligible for selection in more than one position. Each player will be able to nominate a maximum of one player per position out of the list of eligible players. However, are not able to vote for players on their current teams. They can't vote for a player that is playing on their team. It has to be someone they've come up against. The player with the highest point total for each individual position will be selected in the Dream Team. Voting is open to all contracted NRL players. So I'd love to know how many of them did go through and vote in this. Um, Yeah, it'd be interesting to know how many of them actually did. I would assume that quite a few of them did. Now, let's have a look at the fullback position, which is the one we're going to start with. Now, of course, uh, the guy that won this one last year was... Tommy Travoybridge. He had an unbelievable season for the Manly Seagulls in 2021. Uh, there's obviously no, not a hope in hell that Turbo could possibly win it this year. Did not play enough rugby league this year. So Turbo, I would be shocked if he even got a no- nomination and he has not got a nomination. So the ones that have been put up for the fullback role, it's a pretty hot field here just quietly. The fullbacks that have been nominated, James Tedesco from the Sydney Roosters, La Trell Mitchell from the South Sydney Rabbitohs and Dillard Edwards from the Penrith Panthers. So Turbo, after winning it last year, obviously didn't get a nomination this year through injury and whatnot. Really tough between these three. I think Latrell Mitchell, the back end of his season has been incredible. Did miss 10 weeks smack in the middle though. I think Dylan Edwards has been sensational though. And I actually saw on one of the RLPA players' posts about this. Uh, Latroy Mitchell commented and said Dylan Edwards 100. So an interesting one there. I think Edwards has been incredibly consistent. He's been fantastic for the Panthers, but James Tedesco for the Roosters, he would probably be my pick. Maybe that is a little bit unfair on Dylan Edwards. We always say he's a little bit underappreciated and underrated. Maybe I'm doing it once again, but personally, I simply just couldn't leave James Tedesco out of this one. We'll see if... Teddy manages to win that one. And the fullback, just opening up so I can only see fullback, is, of course, James Tedesco. Really good pick there. As I said, I don't think Latrell Mitchell played enough footy. I think if Latrell Mitchell played the entire season the way he has the last 10 weeks, I think he would have absolutely shit into the fullback role. I think he's been unbelievable. But James Tedesco, across the whole year, he has been great. The Origin Series, he was good as well. Dylan Edwards, I mean, he's been fantastic as well. Probably just doesn't have the upside to his game that James Tedesco has and probably has a little bit more of a backing behind him as as well as far as what he's done in the game. And I'm sure that when players do vote for these, they vote for the guy they least want to come up against. Teddy's popping up everywhere. Teddy's also done it on the biggest stages time and time again. So I'm sure all of that sort of comes into play. I'd be very interested to see who got more votes, Latrell Mitchell or Dylan Edwards. Obviously, the guys would have been voting pretty recently, probably this week or last week. So all of Latrell Mitchell's achievements and his really good performances in the last 10 weeks would have been front of mind as well. I think we take for granted how consistent Dylan Edwards is but James Tedesco he has won that spot there let's move to the wingers so the wingers for season 2022 let's have a quick look back at season 2021 and see who the ROPA wingers of the year so you obviously pick two of them here, so I believe there will be four nominees. There are four nominees. The two that won it last year, Brian To'o from the Penrith Panthers and Ruben Garrick from the Manly Seagulls. Now, neither of those two have been nominated this year, so pretty crazy, that one. Obviously, To'o, he swapped wings this year. It's been a pretty up-and-down season for Brian To'o. Had an injury throughout the season as well, I believe. Ruben Garrick, he obviously had an injury in the back end of the season. Had to play a lot of fullback as well, so I'm not even sure if he would have been available to be picked. Uh, as a winger here. I think he played probably more footy at fullback than what he did on the wing. So a tough year for both of those guys as far as being selected for this award. Now, the four guys that have been nominated, the first one is Joseph Suali'i from the Sydney Roosters. The second one is Alex Johnson, the leading try scorer in the NRL this year from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Daniel Tupu from the Sydney Roosters, and Josh Adokar from the Canterbury Bulldogs. An interesting one there. Obviously, Fox took him a couple of weeks to find his way at Canterbury. But then from about week six or seven onwards, I thought he was sensational for them. And his leadership on and off the field was the standout for me. Daniel Tubbs had a cracking season. Mr. Consistent when it comes to wingers. He has been incredible once again. Great coming out of his own end. Alex Johnson. It'll be interesting to see how many votes he gets. He's obviously not the sort of winger that's going to run over the top of you, but I think just about every single team has had a try or a few tries over the last probably two years, scored against them through Alex Johnson. Obviously, he's playing on the end of a pretty spicy left edge of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but he's one of the best finishers we've ever seen. He might be the best finisher we've ever seen, so it'll be interesting to see how many votes he gets, and Sua Lee, who I personally think will be an absolute shit in for a spot in this dream team for this year. I think the players would have really taken notice of his tough carries and how hard he is to handle, how hard he is to handle in the air, especially the way the Roosters used him this year. So for me, my picks would be Suali. I think he will absolutely shit into this team. I don't think Josh Adokar has probably done enough this year. So it'll come down to Daniel Tupil and Alex Johnson. Now for me, if I was an opposing player and I was thinking about who's the hardest to handle, Alex Johnson gets put in great positions and he takes advantage of it every single time. So it's not fun coming up against AJ. There's no doubt about that. But coming out of his own end, he is nothing compared to Daniel Tupu. Uh, he is one of the best guys coming out of his own end. His dummy half scoots are incredible. Tough carries are great. Uh, really hard to handle. Has a good little offload. He's also a kick target, with AJ, which AJ really isn't. You can just kick the ball high to his corner and Daniel Tupu can cause you all sorts there. So so for me, I would probably go Suwali'i, then Tupu. But there's no doubting it. Alex Johnson, 30 tries this season. So if the players were to go him, I would completely understand it. But I would be going for the two Roosters, which actually means the entire back three in my side would be Roosters. And the players have selected, yep, Suwali'i and Daniel Tupu. Wow. So they picked the Sydney Roosters back three, Teddy, Suwali'i and Tupu. That is unbelievable. What... What a side the Sydney Roosters have. Fucking crazy. Crazy to think they're already out of this competition. And we've picked three players from their dream team to talk about. All three have come from that team so far. But, yeah, Suweli, I mean, it's his first full season in first grade. Played a little bit last year. But, obviously, this season he's really made that position his own. I personally think he'll be the winger for the Kangaroos. uh, So, I would have picked him in a heartbeat. And Daniel Tupu, he's just been so consistent for so long. Similar to Dylan Edwards, I think he's so consistent that sometimes we sort of take for granted the performances that he puts in. But I think the players, they would probably respect Toops a little bit more than what the average fan would, having to tackle him and go up against him each week. So your players so far, fullback James Sinesco, wingers Suali'i and Tupu. Let's have a look at the centres. Now, the centres for last year were Justin Olam from the Melbourne Storm and Joey Manu from the Sydney Roosters. Manu obviously having a massive season. Olam playing outside Cam Munster there. He was sensational all last year. Now, both of those guys have been nominated again this year. The four nominees are Manu from the Roosters, Justin Olam from the Melbourne Storm, Talakai from the Cronulla Sharks, and Valentine Holmes from the North Queensland Cowboys. Running my eye over these four, fuck, it is a hot field. I think Val Holmes, he's been the best center in rugby league this year. I think he's been incredible. But Joey Manu, he's obviously played center, but he's played a bit of a hybrid role. So he's probably got a bit of an advantage, Joey Manu, because he, he would have been given more guys more nightmares. Whereas if you're a right center, you probably haven't really come up against Joey Manu over the last few years. So he you probably, he probably haven't realized how damaging he can be. You, you know he's good, there's no doubt about that. But now that he's roaming and he's popping on both sides of the ruck and going through the middle, very hard to ignore Joey Manu. Olam, I mean, even if he hasn't had his greatest season, which he's still been pretty fucking good this year, uh, he's a guy that I think every single player knows is incredibly hard to handle. And I think in these things, you'd, you'd quite often vote for the guy that you least want to come up against, the guy that you would least want to play this Friday night, essentially. And one of those guys has to be Talakai as well. Uh, I'm sure if you asked the Manly Seagulls this, they'd probably vote for Sifat. They saw him at his absolute best. Didn't score a stack of tries after that, obviously. But, I mean, he averaged about 200 run metres for the rest of the season. So despite not scoring a heap of tries, I think Siffa was incredibly damaging. And I think this will be very interesting to see which way the guys go for here. Personally, I would probably go Valentine Holmes. And then considering the roaming position he played, I would probably go Joey Manu. They'd probably be my two picks. Let's have a look at who the players selected. They selected Joey Manu and Justin Olam. Wow! Did the boys just go back-to-back from last year? They did too. How good is that? Joey Manu and Justin Olam. Joey Manu, I can understand, as I said, was playing that hybrid sort of role this year, so he would have caused a number of teams a number of headaches. You could argue it's a little bit unfair that Joey got to um, – well, it's not unfair. He's good enough to do it in his team, so that's play on. Uh, But he obviously had more of an opportunity to show what he could do compared to a Justin Olam, for example, who stays on his edge and doesn't really leave there. Uh, but that's the way that footy goes. So jo- Joseph Manu and Justin Olam as well. Wow. I um, I probably would have had... I definitely would have had Val Holmes in front of him. And I think there's a fair argument to have maybe Siffer in front of him as well. Just going to get up... Uh, Justin Olam's stats for this year. Just to have a look if maybe I'm under-evaluating how good he was this year or whatever. It's never a bad pick, Justin Olam. Very talented player, and I imagine that if you are coming up against him, it would be a fucking nightmare. Um, 24 games, 10 tries, 5 try assists, 103 tackle breaks. That's pretty fucking handy. It's like 4 or 5 a game. 15 line breaks, though. That's pretty impressive. Um, averaging 125 run meters. Yeah, interesting. I'm just going to have a look at Val Holmes uh, to have a look at his stats as well, because he's the guy that I would have gone, and I'm very surprised uh, that Valentine Holmes hasn't featured... In that, I I thought he was fantastic this year. Val Holmes, he has played 23 games, 10 tries, 4 tries, 11 line breaks, 84 tackle breaks. Yep, fair enough. Olam's stats probably are a little bit better, so fair whack there. I just thought Val Holmes, he was sensational this year for the Cowboys. I probably had him as the form centre. But the players have spoken, Justin Olam and Joey Manu. They would know better than anyone, so good on them. Let's have a look at the 5-8 role. So the 5-8 last year was, of course... Cody Walker, and what a season it was from Walker. I think he had 40-odd tries. He was fucking everywhere, and he was unstoppable for the bunnies on that left edge. Cody Walker, I don't think he'll get a, and he hasn't got a nomination this year, which I think is fair. I don't think he's had anywhere near his best season this year. Cody Walker. So the three nominations this year are Cameron Munster, Dylan Brown, and Tommy Dearden. Munster, uh, obviously played a lot of the season at fullback as well, which I think is where he played probably his best footy across the year. Was great at 5'8", though, to be fair. So Munster, he's had a cracking season, but has played a few positions. Dylan Brown, I think this has been the best season of his career. We we raved about him last year, that people had him all wrong when they were bagging him. Thankfully, he stood up this year and showed everyone what he was about. I thought he was so impressive this year, Dylan Brown. I think that the beauty of these three, and the thing that I love that these are the three, is that they're three really good defensive five-eights as well, which matters for me in my footy sides. So great to see Jill Brown there, and then Tommy Dean, unwanted by the Brisbane Broncos, arrives at the North Queensland Cowboys and turns into one of the premier ball players in the NRL this year. Very, very impressive. Obviously made his origin debut in game three, and I thought he was close to man of the match. I I probably thought he was the best player on the field for Queensland. So very, very impressive Tommy Dearden this year. For me, I would probably go with Dylan Brown. I think he's been the best 5'8 in the competition this year across the whole uh, league. But obviously Cameron Munster, he's got these incredible ceilings, but I think you also need to consider with this award that Cam Munster did play quite a bit of fullback this year. There's no real denying that, but... Even when you take in the fullback games, I think Dill Brown was just so fucking impressive this year. He would probably be my pick, but I do, once again, understand that Cameron Munster would be a nightmare when you're versing him. You've seen the way that he just bounces off four and five tackles and you're not even sure how. Let's have a look at who the players have voted for. 5-8, Cameron Munster. Yep, fair shout. Had a great season. I would have gone for Dill Brown personally. Uh, I just think that uh, the the range of his game that he's shown this year and how consistent he's been and his defense has been fantastic. But once again, if you're a player and 5-8 is there uh, and in the 5-8 category, there's a Cam Munster sitting there. Very, very hard to ignore because I think that on his day, he is probably the hardest guy to handle. And unfortunately for other teams, he's had a number of those days this year. Let's have a look at halfbacks, the last one we will do in this podcast, and then we'll dive into the forwards a little bit later today. So the halfback for last season was, of course, Nathan Cleary from the Penrith Panthers. I'm anticipating that he will get a nomination again here. Let's have a look at the Rugby League players' nominations for this year. Ben Hunt, Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines. What a hot field.
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
1: Nathan Cleary, Mr. Fair Whack of footy this year. Obviously missed footy at the start of the season and at the back end of the season. Went and played Origin and whatnot. I think he's been fantastic this year and I think you're probably going to see the best of Nathan Cleary over the next two weeks. But there is no doubting that the other two, they probably have been the best halfbacks this year just solely on form and the amount of games they've played and the impact they've had and everything. Uh, Ben Hunt and Nico Hines. Benny Hunt for the Dragons. I know they didn't have a fantastic season. I think they ended up finishing 10th. But if Ben Hunt wasn't in this team. I think they probably finished last. They were fucking awful this year. Uh, Whenever Ben Hunt wasn't the best player on the field, the Dragons were in all sorts. So Benny Hunt, a fantastic season. Obviously had a huge origin series as well. I think he will be the starting hooker for the Kangaroos at the World Cup, which is a huge compliment to him. That's the other thing with Benny Hunt. I think that there's a good chance he wins halfback of the year here for Players' player, and I think he's playing his second best position. The other man has been Nico Hines, who arrived at the Sharkies this year. He was incredibly impressive throughout the whole season. For me, he will probably win the Dalian medal. I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Hunt does get it over him, but I would have Nico Hines just slightly in front of him. I think that Nico, the scariest thing about him, you know, once again, decent defensive player, uh, but just the amount of runs that he takes you, he can beat you with a kick, a pass, a step. He can just do it all, Nico Hines. He would be an absolute nightmare to come up against, and he's been the central point of the Cronulla Sharks attack this year. I don't know whether though, I, 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 if it is Nathan Cleary, I think that if they do go with Nathan Cleary, I think that's more so just knowing the sort of guy he is over the years. I think this year, there's no doubting in in the first-grade arena, the amount of games and everything, I think it has to be one of Ben Hunt and Nico Hines. Personally, I would probably lean towards Nico Hines. As I said, I would have him as my Dalian medalist this year. But Ben Hunt, he can make it look silly. Once again, similar to Hines and Cleary in so many ways, and he has done it to a lot of teams this year. Let's have a look who they voted for. This could go any of the three ways. Halfback, Benny Hunt. What an achievement, Benny Hunt. That is sensational. As I said, I think Nico Hines would have been my pick, and I think he'll be my Dalian medalist for season 2022. But I think Ben Hunt will be in second place, and I don't think there will be much separation these two. So, guys, that sums up the the backs for the RLPA Players' Champion Dream Team. Fullback James Hodesko, wingers Suweli and Daniel Tupu. The centers Joey Manu and Justin Olam, Cam Munster in the six, and Benny Hunt wears the seven in this team. An unreal footy side there that they have selected. Um, a couple that I got wrong and a couple that I'm not sure if they've got right, to be honest with you, but still some unreal selections there by the guys that know better than anyone. A little bit later today, we're going to go through the forward pack. So the two front rowers, the one hooker, the two second rowers, and of course, the lock forward for the 2022 Players' Champion Dream Team.